look, when we when we started uh, Greenhouse Live in 2017, the the specific purpose of it and the, the whole genesis behind it was to um, try and come live from the ground after the after the game and, and really probably deliver for for people who were at home uh, the some of the atmosphere of of the the ground the feeling at the ground coming out straight away. Um, sadly, for, for what is very obvious reasons, we're not at the ground today and uh, not doing Greenhouse Live outside the ground. Sadly, it seems as though we won't be doing it outside the ground for um, some time to come. But what we are here doing in the backyard, trying to sort of at least be a, a little bit apart, and we'll, we'll try and do all the right protocols as soon as we've finished, um, hopefully trying to talk about the game and make it feel like a normal greenhouse live and hopefully bring a little bit of that atmosphere that maybe has been in everyone's house watching the game today uh, to um, to this. So we're trying to do this as normal as possible. And on the game, Matt, it, it was, I think, a professional performance. It, was, it wasn't the greatest game of rugby league. There's no question about that. But against an opposition where we didn't know quite what was going to happen... Um, you know, we we um, we had a really workmanlike performance and and got the two points, which is very important. Yeah, look, obviously, um, the whole point of Greenhouse Live was to not have a podcast feel, but um, as we know, that grounds are going to be shut for the best part of six months, so this could be a season-long thing, unfortunately. So we'll look at doing something a bit different this year. Hopefully, we people can think of some ideas and maybe we can find a way to get around it and get a bit more atmosphere going. But um, for the time being, we'll run it this way for as long as we need to. Um, but yeah, as far as the game was concerned, obviously, um, I mean, you don't know what the Warriors are going to throw at you nine times out of ten. Um, uh, anyway, let alone let alone the, the past week and a bit they've had. Um, but yeah, look, scrappy first half. Lots of drop ball. Both teams basically had 50% completions halfway through the first half, which was pretty poor. Um, but at the end of the day, we got the job done. Um, our boys were always poking their nose through the line and, and Kotrick never looked like getting tackled. No, that's, that's exactly right. It was it was a it was a very workmanlike performance. I thought the whole way. We never really looked like getting beat, but you, you, it was one of those games where you, you go in and you just don't know what the Warriors are going to deliver. So, I mean, one may argue about that about the Warriors at any time, um, in that they, they they are always unpredictable. But they could have come out very very fired up, very focused. They could have been. Um, a little bit all over the shop. Also, of course, it's it's an unknown for us as well. Going going up straight from the straight from the uh, the on the morning of the match, going straight. Well, I think they did get a coffee on the way, but pretty much having to go straight to the ground and um, you know being essentially locked in the ground once you get to get to Gold Coast, um, and then they're coming back again straight away. So um, that was a different experience for us playing away. It was it was pretty cold in Canberra this morning. Certainly when I got yeah. up to go and play golf it was pretty cold and um it um you know it was very hot up there and and uh at two o'clock two o'clock start with the with the queensland time so you're right in the middle of the day with pretty much the whole ground in sun at least in the first half so um it was going to be was going to be a challenge it was it was the unknown that that we all had had to deal with well i think it was obvious in that first half that the heat was definitely playing its part um the ball looked a bit i think the ball was a bit greasy i don't think that helped ball handling obviously you could see the sweat pouring off them by the end of the first half and that that certainly had a big impact on the fatigue factor um, especially as the game got deep into that second half you could see that basically all the fizz had gone out of the game with about 15 minutes to go um, everyone was walking um, any stoppage in play and people were really really struggling to get to the next play so 
Um, at the end of the day, we got through it. We played we played a solid game. It, I wouldn't say it was good by any means, but we got the two points, and that's the most important thing at this point in the season. Yeah, look, that's that's right. And I talked I talked last week about you know you just don't know what's going to happen. So um, whether that means that the season may stop at some point, the season may be less games, who knows? So any win you get is banked. And um, I'm sure we won't be starting again. I think that's the one thing that would be certain. So so any win we get is banked. So we've got four points. I, I, I'm sure we're on top of the ladder right at the moment, but that, that doesn't make too much of a difference. But, but um, we've got four points, probably not against the two best sides in the competition, let's be honest, but um, we've got four points. They're banked. You know, if something else happens this week, and, and you know, who knows what's going to happen with the world right at the moment, but um, if something else happens and we don't come back for a number of months and we end up playing, you know, a 16 game season or something like that, you know, there's two two points, maybe a quarter, sorry, four points, two wins, maybe a quarter of the way to the finals. You just don't know. So, so getting those wins at the moment is is just gold. Yeah, and, and they're obviously saying it on the call that we haven't gone, um, the Raiders haven't gone two and zero. Oh, um, more than once in the last 15 years. So the last one was obviously 2016 when we went on, we started well, we had a trot in the middle and then we came home very strong. Um, yeah, this is the second time we've done it in 15 years, which is very impressive. Yeah. Um, as we said, we've had two games against some fairly subpar uh, opposition. And to be honest, the Dragons probably aren't that much better either. So um, if we're realistic about our chances this year, we really should be 3-0, and um, assuming next week goes ahead. It is Dragons. Sorry, oh, I was actually thinking it was Matt. That's that's how focused I've been with. Yeah, just I think we've all been a little bit off off par lately. But I actually no, it's it's actually Dragons next week, isn't it? And then Manly the week after. Sorry, I was thinking it was the other way around. Um, yeah. So um, no, it, it is. I think it's 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 important to get that performance. We we sort of were solid. We were workmanlike. I actually think we actually played to the conditions. We played to the conditions. I think both of the heat. And also of an opposition you didn't quite know about in that we were willing to sort of play out sets, turn the ball over in corners and not necessarily chance of hand a bit. I know that's been a little bit the way we've played over the last couple of years anyway. Ricky's been keen on that. But I thought we played that way a bit even more today. Just happy to be conservative, happy to wait until the opportunity came. Because I think we knew the opportunities were going to come. The danger was if you if you let them in, were poor defensively, then they may have got a bit of a run on and, and, and jumped us a bit. Yeah, no, we definitely played conservative and we definitely played the clock once we got in front. Yeah. Um, once we got to that 16-0, we definitely started playing the clock and, and winding it down. Um, but we all know that the, the biggest strength of the Warriors is the X factor that two of us, Ashek, brings. Yeah. And I think we were all over him today. I don't think... I don't think he really had any impact on the game particularly, which means we did a really good job on their most dangerous player, and that's very pleasing. Yeah. So um, that's, that's true. Um, and and I, I know we've got plenty of comments coming through here, and I promise we will get to them all, more so than ever, I tell you. Tell you we want this to be really interactive um, over the next few weeks, and hopefully we don't have the issues about 4G and stuff taking a bit of time to get things through with all of that. So hopefully we can do all of that stuff. Hopefully, hopefully if people have got any ideas about Greenhouse Live, about how we might be able to do it a little bit differently and actually get it even more interactive, um, if people have got even more um, technical knowledge, well, it wouldn't be hard to have even more technical knowledge than us. Um, there's two dogs now going to start barking. That's what we've never had on Greenhouse Live. Um, we've got... Um, 
we've got, uh, you know, if anyone's got any ideas about what we can do and how we can share that in and bring other people in sort of electronically, I don't know whether we can Skype and Facebook Live or something like that, but if anyone's got any ideas how we can do it, we'd love to hear, hear about it because, um, you know, we, we do want to try and bring that Raiders family uh, together as much as possible. We're obviously, um, not only do we all want to be at the one place watching the players, but we all want to be together as well. And and sadly, that can't be the case at the moment. So, um, you know, any way we can try and bring ourselves together uh, electronically, uh, we we will do. And 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 hopefully, we've got um, the technology to be able to do that these days. So, um, I say that after it took us three goes to get it going today. But uh, so apologies for anyone that watched the first two and. Or, so I didn't hear anything on the second one because we didn't have the microphone on. But, um, yeah, anyway, that's the way it goes. So, um, look, going back to the game, though, um, I just thought two amazing uh, try assists from uh, Jared Croker. Well, not necessarily amazing. The first one was the first one was amazing. Uh, there was just a great ball out to Whitehead to score. The second one in the second half was just smart football. Yeah. Because so often you see guys go early. And, and even you watching you, you were saying, pass, pass. I'm saying, hold on, hold on, hold on. I said, draw and pass. Yeah, I was screaming, you know, draw and pass, well, which is what he, he did. He did that perfectly, Croker, yeah. for that. He just, he didn't throw early. He didn't panic. He just waited for the player to come. The player came because otherwise Croker's going to go on over unmarked. And then he gave the ball out to, right. to Simonson and Simonson scored easily. But, uh, that was that was a really, really quality performance. And just go, it was part of that sort of, I guess, professional performance. I know we dropped a bit of ball and it was a bit sloppy at times, but but a professional performance, I thought, to get through. Yeah, look, I mean, we've mentioned Croker a lot last year yep. and, and I think um, he was probably a bit quiet last week, but t today he looked much better. Uh, maybe it's a case of just being better for the run. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, a sneaky, sneaky on people that, you know, we should watch more of, yep. um, and that's Elliot Whitehead. I mean, I know that the um, pork from Raiders and the uh, Blake and the pork gave... gave uh, twisting my words, has given him a big rap the last two weeks. Um, but I watched him even more closely than otherwise I would today. And the reason Croker got that first try assist is because Whitehead was alive to the ball. He was awake and watching yes. and, and it got into the right place, which he was, he was there to, to make that happen. So that's the sort of stuff he does. He does a lot of unknown stuff. Now, obviously, that time people saw it because he showed up on time for the pass. But there was a lot of stuff where he was the third man in stopping an offload or the man coming over making cover tackles uh, today that, that some people may not pick up on and, and it's worth mentioning. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, look, he, he played a very, very solid game. He plays a very good game every week, really, mm. Elliot White, the whole time he's been here. But but he just he just gets that job done, um, finds the holes very well and, and, and it's been very good. Um, that's, that's on one side of the field. I also want to talk about the other side of the field because I think that, that George Williams is really showing his worth uh, defensively um, he's a very, very good very defender, um, but he's, he's he's sort of got, getting into the game as well. I thought Scott, Curtis Scott had another very good game today. He was he was okay last week. I think he was even better today. He's got his first try for the Raiders. Um, that looks to be a very strong defensive side as well, which which often in our halves and centres has not necessarily been the been the thing we've talked about. Yeah, look, I, I said it after the fan day. I was really worried yeah. about how clunky that right-hand side looked. And then last week, they looked very sharp. Um, and George Williams has very, very much impressed me with his defense. Um, you know, another thing I went on record saying is I thought it'd take him six to eight weeks to get going. Well, he's hit the ground running. So um, to see Scott come in, and he looked rusty in the, the preseason stuff, and obviously he's got good reason for that but his two games have been very good but today I thought Nick Kotrick on that right hand side was unstoppable um 
and and for as I say, for something that I thought could very well be a big weakness and and um, was going to be something that that could potentially cost us points in his first couple of rounds, it's it's almost looked like a strength. Yep. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So we'll just get through some of the comments and we'll get back to other stuff. So uh, John and John and Randy, thank you for, for just confirming that we were um, coming through and hearing. Uh, and Nick as well. Um, Nick, we would love to have, well, obviously the game wouldn't have normally been on the Gold Coast, but if we had been on the Gold Coast, we would love to have caught up with you today. Uh, Simon, the Raiders drummer, is, is is watching as well. So, you know, again, that's where you sort of just, the heartbreak of this whole whole thing, and, and obviously there's a lot more important things than football, but, but um, you know, Simon got his new outfit going, all ready yeah. to go for the season and stuff like that. So the fact that we're not enjoying that at the moment is, um, is, is sad. Uh, Chris, Chris is saying we're more relevant now. Well, whether look, hopefully, hopefully we were somewhat relevant at least in the past. But, but um, I, I get, I get your point. Hopefully, hopefully, what we're doing is is connecting everyone. So, um, and doing something that, um, you know, we, um, you know, that that we never thought we'd ever have to be doing yeah. to to do this to actually connect Raiders fans. But, um, you know, hope, hopefully that's what we're doing. So I don't want to get too emotional about that actually. Um, Chris is saying, "Gorgeous, George." Because I've tried uh, the last three games before last week, so I'm not going to do that again today um, for very different reasons. Um, Chris is saying, "Gorgeous, George is setting, settling in well. Feels like a step up, step up from Caesar." Well, well, look, we'll, we'll see how we go. There's a long way to go, and but but he, he does look like he's he's a goods, um, and he does look like he's he's going to be a good player. He's, I can see that he'll be one that. Um, Maybe Raiders fans will will get stuck into when we get beat um, at times because I can see that there'll be games where maybe he doesn't look like he's controlling a game. That's not quite his job to control the game. Um, I, I can I, I think we've seen enough um, halfbacks being scapegoats on the greenhouse before. I'm sure that'll happen again, but but um, and, and it probably at times unfairly too. I would say, but but I think that. Um, that he, he is settling in very, very well. And two games in um, has been very good. And and obviously playing in, in, in the heat um, and doing all that. I said to you early on the game, I mean, who would have thought when we when we had to leave smoke to go to the Sunshine Coast, yeah. you wouldn't have thought that that would have been good preparation for a game that was going to be in Auckland at 5 o'clock at night. Suddenly it was the Gold Coast at 2 o'clock in the, in the afternoon. Yeah, exactly. And it probably held us in really good stead. Yeah, look, it was probably, you know, a stroke of luck as far as that's concerned. Yeah. I mean, obviously having a um, trial on at Port Macquarie probably helped in that regard yeah. too. But um, you're right, it's it's strange that what, an otherwise disrupted preseason, which got disrupted just that little bit more, may have actually worked in our favour. Um, yeah. It's kind of a stroke of genius. But I mean, as far as George Williams is concerned, don't think of him as, um, he's not a Cooper Cronk. He's not, he's not a Cherry Evans. To be honest, he's probably more Jack, Jack Whiten, Luke yeah. Keary than he is any of those guys. He's, he's a run first half guys, so expect him to run first past second. Yeah. I didn't think it was Jacko's best game today, so so it's good that we've had had a good win without um, him. Now David Bateman is I don't know if that's any relation to uh, either of our Batemans uh, in the squad, but uh, David Bateman said George Williams will have to get used to Australian refereeing as regards forward passes, and I think that's actually a pretty good point because if you watch the Super League and and for that matter if you watch rugby, they they tend to get away with a bit more than what they do here. That um, it uh, they did there was a couple that were close, so I think they probably got them right. But but I get your point, David, that that sometimes in the Super League you see uh, players get away with that a bit more. Yeah. And I hadn't thought about that watching it, that maybe that was what he's used to sort of is a bit different. 
Look, um, those Harbour Bridge type long balls tend to be 50-50 calls yeah. here. I agree. I think I think you see a few more of them um, get let go in the Super League. But um, the the one that I was a little bit more dubious on was the the Scott bat on. But when they did that sideline shot of the you know essentially from where the uh, sideline referee was standing, it looked forward out of the hand. But look, if forward passes it's pretty simple. Guys just throw it back and. Yeah. No, no and, and there was a couple of blues there where where there was actually enough time and space to, to easily throw a back yeah. uh, pass backwards and uh, and score. So so that was that was uh, probably a little bit of a disappointing thing where we could have really gone on with it and had a massive win. Um, and, and I see a lot of people are like liking other comments and stuff like that too, which is great. So so we want to yeah everyone try and interact as much as possible. Great because Sharon's saying Havili was great off the bench, and yeah. I thought he was too. Um, and and he actually seemed to play a bit of a, a strange role, and or they, the way they did it was a bit strange because he's he's basically playing lock, but he was actually the one going to dummy half a bit, and then and then Hogson was was hanging off a bit. Yeah, it was weird when he first came on. He definitely went on as a running running lock forward because he came on for Horsburgh, and he took two or three hit ups, I think, and then all of a sudden he jumped into dummy half, and and Hodgson started floating as an extra ball player, which I thought was interesting. Um, I don't hate the idea. It was definitely yeah. it definitely. Um, had the Warriors guessing there for a couple of sets. Um, and I like it as a bit of a mix-up, change-up sort of deal. I mean, obviously, we know that Havili can play um, at dummy half, and he does a very good job. Um, but we also know he can he can run the ball pretty solidly. So I, I like it as a little change-up move, and I actually quite like him as a uh, one of our bench guys just because of the versatility he brings. Oh, well, look, he's, he's shown that the whole time he's been here. I mean, we had that long discussion last towards the end of last year about what would happen with a couple of guys coming back, and, and, and he, was, he was really the unlucky one that just fell out, and they, and they made the decision, I guess, um, to go with Bailey Simonson on the bench, partly because he was playing really well, partly we wanted that cover in the final, and, of course, as we know, that, that was actually needed um, a lot. But... Um, he was very unlucky to, to drop out last year. After really having played nearly every game for two years, he, he suddenly sort of lost his place with a round or two to go um, and, and didn't get back for the finals. He, he can count himself pretty unlucky. I think we talked a lot about Ryan Sutton being unlucky, but you'd probably argue Lever was probably even more unlucky. Yeah, look, I think ultimately they were both unlucky. I mean, um, Emre Goulas obviously proved the selection um, at the back end of last year, very, very much a correct call. Um, his form in the trial and then these first two rounds has been super impressive. He's obviously taken that extra step up. I think that extra year of growing into his body. I mean, he's always been a really tall guy, but but now he's a really big guy as well. Um, so that impact off the bench is working really well. And he seems to be playing uh, the same role that Horsburgh played last year. Um, he's sort of that second man off the bench, plays that sort of middle 35 minutes, um, provides some good impact off the bench. And that's that's really what he's doing. He's doing a great job. And there may be a bit of a need for a bit of a shuffle in the forwards too. That we we saw uh, Horsburgh get one in the head towards the, the end, um, and have to go off. I don't know what happened there. Apparently, what you were saying is they still mm. do the test, and that they sort do. of determines. And there's only a five day turnaround, so there's got to be some questions on him. Uh, uh, Sia got put on on report, uh, and I've got a feeling. I think they talked about it in the call. He may have some carryover points from last year. So if that's the case. Um, I think he's got a week. He, he, may get, he may get a week there. 
Yeah, look, I, not, I, I think we I think we both said that um, during the call that we think that there's probably a week in that one. Um, I mean, we're probably yeah, he came in over the top, didn't he? So yeah. that's that's going to be hard. Got him flushed, like you can't say he missed. Um, I mean, we're lucky in that we've got a Sutton who didn't get to play. Yeah. You know, he, he obviously got suspended during the the trial, so he missed round one. Eighteenth um, man, I believe, today. So um, you know, we're lucky that we've got that sort of cover up our sleeve if if we do lose Sia, but. Um, if Horsburgh doesn't pass his HIA, um, which we obviously don't know about, um, then the five-day turnaround starts to work against him. Um, I believe he can't play if he does fail, but that might be a case of if you have multiples. I'm not entirely sure, but there's definitely going to be a question mark. Yeah, I don't know. There's a fair rug protecting that head, though, Matt, so uh, <laughs> maybe maybe that saved him. You know, the old... Um, but those are old enough to remember Larry Gomes in the cricket... Years yes. ago, you know, never used to wear a helmet. Had that big frizzy hair. Maybe, maybe that that rug, that red rug, and God, that's a shocker. Um, is maybe um, maybe protecting him there? I don't know. Uh, Steve's saying I didn't get to see the game, but glad of the two points. Uh, Tom saying up the Raiders. John saying defence was good, a bit rusty in the first half. The boys seemed to settle down yeah. in the second half. Uh, Lenore Kennedy, I kept waiting for us to run away with it. Yeah, it did look a bit like that, didn't it? Like that maybe we were just going to to go and, and put a few points on. They, I did think maybe both at the end of the first half and towards the end of the game that um, they were they were right for, for being rolling right over the top of them. Um, to their credit, the Warriors, they, they hung in, they got that penalty try. I don't, I don't you could argue too much about that penalty try. I think that was really the right call. Um, but uh, it was good to see us get that one at the end and for Curtis Scott to, um, to get his first try for the club. Yeah, look, I think fatigue ultimately was the difference between a cricket score and the final score. Um, yeah. I definitely think fatigue was a big factor. Um, you know, at 16-0, at it really felt like the floodgates were about to yeah. open, uh, but, but the, the Warriors did. They dug in and, um, you know, give them full credit and even give them full credit for what they're doing to keep the game going at the moment. Um, yeah. Obviously, it's a very tough decision for them and... Um, you know, I mean, it's it's their job. So, I mean, it's it's a case of choosing their job and continuing to do their job in the best manner that they possibly can within what they've got. But it's it's a tough deal nonetheless. It is, and it's going to be a tough deal if they if they keep getting beat too. So, actually, they do play. I did know that they played Manly, so of course they couldn't play us as well. But um, as these dragons, we played it. Um, the um, yeah, if they get beat again next week, and they they suddenly are you know four or five losses in a row, um, it's going to be hard for them to start to, to, to keep that desire to want to be around, I have to say. But, um, yeah, tough times, and, and they've obviously made more of a sacrifice than anyone with this. So, um, yeah, good luck to them, and, and, and we thank them for that. But uh, sent them aside, we wanted two points today, and we, we had to get that, so we did, yep. which yep. is good. Yep. Um, now... Uh, I wonder if the heat may have, this is Lenore continuing with this, I wonder if the heat may have prevented that and may not be having that firing attack of Joey and Rapa. Well, I think we've got some good attack now. Um, who knows what's going to happen with River Pana? I mean, the world is changing with a lot of things going on. So whether he's available to come back or what happens, whether he's even in the country, I'm not too sure where he is at the moment. But um, there's, and there's also some talk about Canterbury being pretty keen as well. But... Um, Look, I actually think it's a bit the way we play now too. We, we're not a razzle-dazzle team that just goes and throws it around. So when we've got a team in in a good position, we, we're trying to play the Melbourne Storm way of absolutely choking them to death. And um, 
that's what we're able to do now. That's the way we play. So it's not about when we get 16-0 up, let's throw the ball around and put 40 on. We now can go and say, right, let's get through our sets, let's let's get to the corners, let's let's not oh, allow them to, to uh, score points. So, And I think that's a hell of a lot better method than what we were doing probably a couple of years ago when we did just throw it around and a lot of time it uh, fell apart. Yeah, it's no good, you know, no good losing games 30 points to 36 because you can't hold them out, yeah. even if you can put 30 on the board. Um, we're definitely a defence first team. Um, Ricky said that that's what the new mantra from last year. That's why we yeah. went so well last year. But as far as missing Joey and Rapana, I think Scott Trick's doing a pretty good job. I mean, we we saw we saw both Simonson and Kotrick, you know, making lots of carries in the last couple of weeks. Obviously, Kotrick today was unstoppable. He was definitely well, doing until that. he dropped that ball, but well, we, we, yeah. he dropped that. So, he, but he looked strong today. I know he he got a couple of forward passes to him. He he made that one blue, but he looked like he could make breaks all the time. He um, he looked to be in good form. And and last week and this week, Scott's taking you know big carries from from dummy half, which is exactly what Joey used to do. I mean, the frame's different and whatever, yeah. and the, whatever. But those two those two guys are doing the same thing that Rapana and and Jordy, uh, Geordie and BJ were doing. Yeah, definitely, years, definitely. So. I think there's there's some there's some strength there, which is which is good. Mm. Uh, Sam's saying the team will be better when Bateman's back in the side, well, and his combination with uh, Williams will take the game by storm. Yeah, well, look, we'd definitely like to have John Bateman there. Um, I think that's probably still a few weeks away yet, um, but I'm sure he'll enjoy playing with um, with George Williams. Uh, John, uh, I was just making some comments there about that uh, defense. Defence looks great. I think we've probably covered that thing, but thank you, Chris. Uh, Lenore, again, I thought the Coker was great in attack today. He looks like an attack. Yep, definitely yeah, we, we a, had a really quality game. Yep. Yeah, we, look, we covered that, and he, you know, a couple of tries assists always help. I thought he, he was very solid today, for sure. Yep. Uh, Steve's saying the uh, Titans and the Warriors aren't top, top teams, but they're good enough in the in, to be in the comp, and therefore the two points uh, is very valid. We'll agree with that. Yeah. As I say, particularly in a in a season that could go any way with a whole heap of different things, banking points is just is just massive. So, um, yeah, as I say, it's it's not beyond the realm. You know, I know, there's a whole heap of things that could happen with the world and a whole heap of things that could happen with with the NRL. But it's not beyond the realms of possibility that um, you know it could be a 15, 16 game season and you suddenly get you know you. you yeah. A quarter, yeah, um, a quarter of the way to the finals already. So you know, we just don't know. I, I always, I always talk about. Um, I think mean, I talked about this last year about you know the NRL being the sort of the race to thirteen. That you know, for me, it's it's about getting to thirteen wins. You get to thirteen wins, you'd have to be very unlucky to miss the finals, and that sh should always be your your first goal. Well, you know, who knows? It might be first to eight, and, and, but that eight might come in August. Who knows? We just don't know. Um, Uh, yeah, uh, John's making another comment back to Steve, which is good. Uh, Shay is saying, uh, our defense or Shy maybe our defense today was solid. Sad to see that one try, but that was a good play. Uh, so we've only conceded 12 points in two games, so we've only conceded two tries, which is which is good. So, um, yeah, can't complain about that. Yeah, yeah, it's good. So, so that's that's very pleased. Yep. Uh, Steve Spencer is actually a church minister, uh, and we have to do church online. We can do the greenhouse live on an app called Zoom. Okay, well we'll have a look at that. We'll see how we how that might work. So, but how we then get that from Facebook, and I'm not too sure how we do that. But but we will try and have that. Uh, Catherine Pitt is saying somehow host a watch party during the game. Well, again, if we can try and uh, link things together, I think Foxtel are doing that thing with trying to bring someone in in a household in. I think it was 
We um, some talk about us doing it today. We actually asked a couple of other people to do it, but um, yeah, uh, and maybe you don't want to watch us for eighty minutes watching the game. It can get a bit stressful, but um, but. Uh, yeah, somehow doing that. If again, if maybe the Zoom thing is an option, uh, you know, love to love to include that in, and you know, you can get to not only hear our comments after the game but during it as well. Yeah, you don't want to hear our comments during the game. I don't think that's very safe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. we might have to take off that no no swearing rule that Steve's got. I think if we if we had it during the game. Uh, yep, Sam saying we didn't get out of second gear. Um, Matt saying, what's your thought on Williams? I think we've covered that, Matt, um, but thanks for the question. Yeah, look, at the moment, he's, he's going very, very well. So uh, very pleased to have him. Um, you know, two games doesn't make a make a career by any means, but... Uh, he's definitely fitting in perfectly well. Yep, yep. yep definitely. Uh, and Chris is talking about the defence as well. Uh, a lot of talks about uh, defence. Julian's also talking about uh, Kotrick's runs being so strong. I uh, just wish there was a little more coming off our own line, potentially being a bit harsh. Yeah, I think maybe, maybe are being a little bit there. I think there's, there's, there's actually a fair bit there coming. It was probably wasn't Chance's best game today, but he He's was still solid. Got over but 200, 200 did he really? So, Jeez, yeah. there you go. But, but um, no, I thought we, I thought we gave that a bit, and I think, I think the Warriors often give you a bit of a position to get off your own line as well. So I think we, we did that. I, as I say. Uh, if we play Melbourne Storm type of football and win 16, well, it was 26 in the end, but we win sort of 16-6 or 26 or something like that, I think I'll I'd rather that. that than 40-20 or something like that. I I'm, I think that's yeah. the way we want to play and that's the way we want to play in big games and, and hopefully in finals. Yeah, look, I, you know, as I say, the two points is obviously the most important, but I think holding your line, and as we've seen in the last couple of seasons, defence is the things that wins it, not your attack. So yeah. if you're the number one attack in the comp, that doesn't necessarily mean anything. I mean, the number one attack, we, we were nearly the number one yeah. attack a couple of years ago and came, what, ninth, tenth. Yeah. Um, we ended up being second because the Bunnies put on a cricket score in the last, in the last round. So uh, I'd rather be the number one defence than the number one attack. Yeah. Uh... Tarzo saying it's going to take time, the team to, team to gel. Renault uh, is also replying to Julian there. Jason saying uh, the ball must have been dipped in oil today. Well, it got dis dipped in disinfectant the other day, but I think they probably didn't do that. Uh, both teams struggle, but we're our own worst enemies. Well, I think the thing, I, well, it is actually dipped in oil, to be perfectly honest, because it's dipped in sweat. Yeah. That's um, probably not a great thing to be talking about at the moment, but, but it, when these games are uh, hot, you know, in the, in the heat, the amount of sweat that's coming off the players means the ball does get very, very slippery yep. and uh, and can be hard to hold. So I remember talking to um, Troy Thompson years ago about that, and he said it's like playing on a wet day when you're playing those those hot days. So um, some may argue that Tomo did drop a few, and he did, and he'd probably <laughs> he'd probably be the first to say that. But um, you know, um, it, it, I think there is a there is actually a factor there as well. Yeah, most definitely. That you know, you can see, as I said. It was hot, 30-odd degrees. I'm sure the humidity would have been awful, but you could see the drip uh, pouring off those some of those guys. So I'm not surprised that the, the ball felt like a cake of soap. Yep. Uh, Craig is saying we need to be better against the Dragons next week. Well, at least I've worked out who is actually the Dragons, not Manly. Um, but, yeah, look, obviously we'll need to get better as we as we play um, probably better teams than, than the two we've played. So there's no question about that. Uh, how good is Soliola? Love the energy he brings to the squad, says Matt. Agree. I mean, we love Sarah. We... we um, we think he's he's fantastic both on and off the field, and you know he's one that will really be hurting not being able yeah. to to interact with 
with the fans as well, I think. That's, that's um, one of his things. So, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Uh, Steve's, um, no, uh, uh, Greenhouse Forum. So I think this is actually Steve watching yeah, from home been. as well. Definitely Raiders conceded 10 penalties, Warriors 4, and made 11 errors and completed at only 68%. Without an effective tackle rate of over 90%, they'd have been in trouble. Yep. There you go. Well, they, they say thank you, um, Steve, for, for that. He's obviously got plenty of time to go through the stats at the moment. Uh, and I think that the uh, comment was asked about when was the last time we, we won the first two games of the season. It was 2016. Mm. We beat we beat Penrith on a very hot day. I remember then we beat Roosters at home on, on what was also a very mm. hot day. Um, Smelly played 80 minutes both weeks in stifling heat and he looked gone. I think half an hour into both games and he's still toughed out 80 minutes. Or so. Well, I think they were, they were his first two games, yeah. actually, for the club. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I remember that that Penrith one, I think it was about 38 degrees. And, oh, and, it, was, the, and it was 3 o'clock in the afternoon. It was it was, it was was ridiculous, yeah. Both both those games were awful to be yeah. at. Awful. And, and in... And I've, yeah, I've got a feeling that then the one against the Roosters was the one where um, Lachlan Croker played his first ever game and first and only game he ever played for the Raiders. And... Um, and did his shoulder, did his shoulder yeah. yeah. And um, I mean, Sam Williams came on at the end and, and, and we got up. But uh, a couple of comments here from Mick and Chris talking about uh, Curtis Scott. So I think we've we've talked about that, that, um, you know, uh, he's been he's been uh, very solid so far, which is good. Um, we'll try. You know, keep going. That's what happens when you do it. Yeah. Times over. Jasper's saying, uh, bring Rapper back. Well, we'd love to see Rapper back. There's a lot of other things going on at the moment. How how feasible that is and and where everyone's at with money-wise and stuff like that, who, who knows? So um, we'll just play that by ear. Yeah, look, I mean, it'd be great to have Rapana back in green, but um, right now, I suppose the next question is, is even if he was in green, would he be playing first grade? Uh, oh, no question. I think there'd be a spot for him. If worst, worst case, he'd be off the bench in the, the bench role. Um, sure. Uh, I mean, look, whether that would happen day one, I don't know. You know, he might need to, to come back again in the training and that sort of thing. But um, longer term, I don't think there's any doubt he'd fit back into the side. Uh, there's a couple of other comments about um, Geordie. Uh, Chris is saying rapper off the bench with an X Factor. We got that. Uh, John's saying Tarps is losing his call needlessly. Um, oh, bits, yeah, bits, I, think, well, I think that's probably a bit stiff. Um, I didn't see him really doing anything untoward today that I would be too too concerned about. Yeah, I thought he actually made a couple of really good defensive efforts yeah. early on when we when we needed it. So um, yeah, again, like probably the whole game didn't set the world on fire, but I thought he was pretty solid. And we well, had to handle their number, their yeah. young number eleven, who was very very involved early, and he shut him down regularly. So yeah, what's his name? Katoa. Katoa he, yeah. he he looks a prospect to me. Um, he's only young. He. Um, he got hurt there and came off, and he didn't offer much after that. But, but early on, I thought he 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 was one that looked actually looked dangerous to me and looked to be to doing some hard runs there and, and potentially could have got us uh, could have hurt us pretty badly with um, uh, with with that side with with Croker and Tarpany and Tarpany being in a bit different position to what he normally plays. Yeah, well, I think he shut him down. He did a lot of ball and all tackling, and, and eventually they held him up over the line at one stage. So. Um, you know, he was a tough character to handle early, but they did a good job on him, I reckon. Uh, Jamal, uh, so Karen's saying rap with George after two games. Uh, Jasper's also asking about rapper coming back. 
Jamal's actually asking, travelling to Sydney, etc. the morning of the game, do you think they'll continue this? Uh, we'll catch up with them. Add, we'll add to fatigue issues. Um, I think the answer is they'll definitely continue that. They, they, what, they don't want players staying in hotels. They probably want to um, avoid the expense of them. I'm sure it's not hard to get a hotel at the moment. Um, but I think they'll do that. They may even fly from uh, Canberra to Sydney. Flights, to Sydney. I don't know where they'll play all the games. You know, they're playing some at Leichhardt um, today, which is very, and, and at Cogra, which are both very close to the airport. I mean, Leichhardt, they fly right over the top of you, the plane. So um, they may tend to fly to those as well, I think. There's not many, there's, there's only three games scheduled for Sydney, but I'm sure we won't be, you know, if there's no crowds, I've already killed the Wagga game. We won't be going to places like Tamworth and Perth. No. To, um, to play games if there's no crowd. So they'll be back in Sydney. Um, look, it it is going to be an interesting thing. That, that I think, sadly, for, for us as fans, we had five out of the first seven games at home. One of those was Wagga, but five out of the first seven at home. Clearly, I think it's, it's looking highly unlikely that, that if those seven happen in the next you know, first seven weeks, that we'll be able to go to any of them. So um, We won't be. No, you wouldn't think so, but unless, who knows, round seven could still be August, as I said before. So, um, yeah, but uh, so there's probably not a lot of travel immediately, but um, how teams will go with that, in some ways they may, they may think it's great, you know, that a team like the Cowboys the other night were able to fly home, and you can't get a flight out of Sydney after 11 o'clock normally with curfew. So they were able to fly home on Thursday night straight after the game and get home. The Gold Coast is actually normally a real issue for us. I mean, Auckland obviously was would have, we would have flown to normally, but Gold Coast is an issue. There's a normally one direct flight a day. It's on Virgin, uh, who aren't the sponsors of the NRL, um, going from Canberra to Gold Coast. So um, often they've had to fly to Brisbane. They give a bus down because you can fly Canberra Brisbane, or they have to go through Sydney or something like that. So in some ways, having the direct flight and the charter flight actually makes it makes it a little bit easier and maybe fatigue won't be won't be so much an issue and of course you're not going up against an opposition crowd yeah look and, and it's going to be the new norm i think all teams are going to be doing chartered flights say from this point on um just because they can't afford to stay anywhere so they can't afford to have contact with anyone so yeah. i expect that that to be the norm for the next however long yeah exactly uh Chris is asking, Ricky, the best coach since Sheens. Uh, Obviously. Yeah, well, he's, he's fast becoming that. He's the only one to get us to a grand final. So hopefully there'll be more there. Chris is just enjoying the content, which is great. We love having that. Uh, apparently Steve, Steve Spencer's just said that singer Kenny Rogers has just died, age 81. So I'm sorry to hear about that for those that are uh, um, fan of his. And certainly he's, he's just singing some good songs. But uh, not uh, John's also saying great jobs. Thanks for all of that. So we're getting a lot. I know Matt needs to go home, and I'm happy to keep doing this by myself because I'll I'll go as long as need be. That's my phone. Oh, it's your phone. We can't you can't go without that. Okay. Uh, I think Karen's saying I think every Raiders household might need a swear jar while watching the games. Boys are all good. So yeah, well, if we do join up, as I say, maybe protect the kids and say that we might drop one there, um, here or thereabout. Um, Yep, that's that would be that would be good. I think a swear jar is probably very apt if we do a watch party with multiples. I think there better be a swear yep. jar. Yeah, and place. Chris, Chris is also suggesting if um, if someone was feeding the questions on Facebook and feeding them to you, that's a good point, Chris. But the issue is, of course, we've only got one microphone, so um, we've tried to do that with Steve at times, doing that normally at the ground and stuff. And and what we want to get is we want to get those 
um, questions coming on. So um, we're also being very careful not to pass the microphone around today, pass the phone around, that sort of anything like that. So we will try and do that. But I, I can see that I am looking down all the time and, and apologies for that. So that's not um, ideal. But we will work with what we've got. But um, look, I think we might leave the talk about the game there. I just want to um, finish off with obviously the the talk this week, there's been a lot of talk this week about should we be playing, should we not be playing. I know there was a lot of discussion on, on Greenhouse about that. Um, there's a lot of people with a lot more medical knowledge than Matt and I that could um, talk about that. But um, And there is a lot of good debates either, either way, I think. But um, and, and I don't think you can take any of the economics out of this situation um, and totally divorce that. So um, that is a, is a reality for everyone. Um, and football's part of that. But but one of the things, Matt, that, that is going to be needed is that, is that football will change out of this, rugby league, all sports will change. And the, the uh, ability for the sport to keep growing and to and it's grown exponentially over the last 20 or 30 years from, from what is, was very much a part-time game um, with a, got blokes training a couple of times a week. I mean, obviously, they've always been paid. I mean, that was the whole history of rugby league. But... But, you know, for, for a part-time job to then being what it is now with, with um, you know, big salaries and, and a lot of support. We've just opened up that um, thing at Braddon that costs, costs quite a lot of, lot of money to, to, to really be in the arms race of, of rugby league that you need to be in. Um, those sort of things are going to be hard to do going forward. Um, maybe we got that at the right time. Um, in that case, but it, it, the game is going to have to learn to cut its cloth, cloth dis, differently when this is all over, and, and God knows how long it's going to be to be over, and wouldn't we all love it to be over tomorrow? But um, you know, however long it takes, will um, it will mean the game will have to be different? Obviously, I think I think the world's different, um, and it will be different for however long it needs to be. Um, as you say, the more medical professionals that would know better off than us, but we'll do our best to to keep soldiering on and everyone yeah. else will do that. I think the NRL's made it very clear that they're going to keep running until they're told that they can't. Yeah. Um, and I think that's essentially the way everyone's life's going to have to be run. Keep doing what you're doing until you're told you can't. Yeah. Um, but I think ultimately we should leave it with what are our three, two, ones and yeah. Okay. And so it. let's go through the three, two, one. So look for me, Look, I'm going to go number three first because I think that's the easiest one to call. Uh, Jared Croker. I mean, so he probably he in, in many ways often gets left out of those those things. We often, when we do that, I think if you probably if you look at the Meninga Medal, you look at the um, Player of the Year for Greenhouse, that maybe he's not always up the top. But for me, it was he was best on ground today. Who was your number three? I went with Elliot Whitehead. Okay, well, I, I thought he was Mister Everywhere. Okay, well I was going to go Whitehead, Whitehead two. And I was going to go Curtis Scott. Oh, George George Williams or Curtis Scott? Mm, Curtis Scott, I think, this time. Or maybe we gave Williams last time uh, as the two and the one. What do you bet yourself? I went Cotrick two and Nickel Clockstad one. Oh, okay. All right. All right. That wasn't really where I was going at all. But that's that's good. Everyone's got an opinion. So, look, the Greenhouse Live, the, the greenhouse live will obviously continue, but it, but the Greenhouse will continue. Um, and, and that's one thing, I, bet, I guess, about, you know, something like this happening that uh, we've actually got, um, you know, technology these days to be able to do all these sort of things. So the Greenhouse will definitely be uh, going. Use that as your outlet. Hopefully, you know, sometimes there's some... Uh, nasty stuff on there. I think it's probably a good time to to not have that at the moment. Um, but um, let's let's not have that. Let's but let's have it as a as a place where we can all share share things and 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 enjoy supporting the Raiders. So um, 
Look, assuming that everything uh, goes to the schedule, we'll see you on, on Thursday night. There's no doubt that's going to be hard for a lot of us. That uh, When that ground's 10 minutes down the road and the lights are on and we're not in there, that's going to be pretty hard to take. So um, we're just going to have to deal with that, unfortunately. But um, we will be doing Greenhouse Live um, sometime after that game, or hopefully pretty much straight away. So, look, thank you for all the support. Hopefully that's... Um, given uh, people a little bit of fun um, after the game. We've gone on and talked about that. And, um, and forever, Matt, it's Go Raiders. Go the Raiders.